evening. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Hayes, and I am a junior at Pineview. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare for worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. Surrounded by a rich heritage of faith, we seek to know you, God, in this time of worship. Thankful for our spiritual ancestors, we re return to our roots to find our true identity. We lay aside all that weighs us down and fills us with doubts, so we can give attention to your call and your message. Meet us here, we pray. Amen. Now, as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
Please stand. We gather together to worship God, 
the shepherd of our souls, the one who has created us, who sustains us, who redeems us, who walks beside us in good times and bad, and who calls us to follow. This is our God. Let's worship him together. Now this is the gospel message we have heard from him and announced to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and yet keep on walking in the darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. Let us confess our sins. Heavenly Father, after all you have done for us, we still deny you in our schools, in our places of work, in our home, and even in our own church. We fail to open up our arms and our hearts to those who are weak, lonely, and don't seem to fit in. 
Our lives are so preoccupied with our own concerns, we don't take the time out of our busy schedules to even notice those who are hurting. Lift us from the darkness of our selfishness and let your light shine through us so that we might share your love and be your hands and feet. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We know that everything done wrong, our thoughts, words, and actions are all forgiven by the grace of God. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And now let us say what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his our Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we invite you to turn and greet your neighbors. morning and welcome to Student Sunday. We're so glad you're here to worship with us. If you wouldn't mind, we would love it if you would sign our red friendship pads that are located at the end of the pew and then pass them down so that we know um, that you've been worshiping with us today. Just a few announcements. Um, this Friday, uh, August 19th, there is going to be a special luncheon with George Hardy, a Tuskegee Airman. You can sign up under the tree after the service. And if you love to sing, our chancel choir rehearsals will begin Wednesday, August 24th at 7.15. And there, there will be a pizza dinner, welcome back pizza dinner at 6.30. So come and give it a try. And we're really excited to announce our fall kickoff, which will be on August the 28th. And the most fun thing about it is that we are going to have a joint service, sanctuary and garden worshipers, all worshiping together in here at um, nine o'clock. And then we're going to come um, back together outside for a pancake breakfast that Kathy and our Palms men are, are going to be preparing for us. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Blue.
Carolyn filled in for me. I was over making announcements in the garden about these awesome students doing the children's moment with our teens. And I just wanted to say, we have some of the most amazing students, and you guys know that, but it is because of your prayers, your love, your support, that these lives, that these hearts are changed. And we can't thank you enough for that. And I'm sorry, I was actually running across. <laughs> we are so grateful for all of your support. And we actually saw lives changed for God. You know, it starts from the inside, and then it comes out in their words and their actions. And I want to challenge you, if you want that same kind of transformation, talk to anyone, any adult that went on a summer trip, talk to Jacob, talk to me, because we want to tell you what it could be like for you if you want to get involved with our student ministry. There are so many opportunities to connect with these guys. Then you'll find God working in your life in new ways. So, Jacob, where are you, Jacob? You're going to hear from Jacob a little later. So, Jacob's been with us, I think, has it been four weeks? So, four weeks just dove into the deep end, and we are so grateful for his ministry here, and he's already, like, shown us all the great things that are yet to come. So, thank you, thank you. Thanks, Carolyn. I just wanted to jump up here and let you know that, and let's continue our worship. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you very much for the life-changing experiences that our student ministry has shared this week. As we move forward, I pray that your guidance is with the students as school starts. Also, that your hand is on families going through difficult times, whatever their struggle may be. I pray for our armed forces, comfort their loved ones, and keep them out of harm's way. I pray for our politicians to make wise decisions and to lead our country and that you will keep us safe, happy, and healthy in the year to come as your children. As we try to be more like you, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forget us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We now have an opportunity to give our offering back to God. The generosity of this congregation helps us to support things like our children ministry and student ministry programs. These gifts help equip us all to be the hands and feet of Christ. 
The ushers will now come forward and receive our gifts.
Let us pray. God, you have given each of us gifts to use as members of the body of Christ. Here are our gifts, the work of our hands, our hearts, and our lives. We pray that they may help to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our world, today and always, here and everywhere. Amen. You may be seated. I would like to invite the children forward for the children's moment. Alright guys, so does anyone know what this symbol means? Raise your hand. Anyone? An exclamation mark? Yes, that is right. Does anyone know what it means? You're excited? That is correct. So after words or sentences, we see exclamation marks like this. And it helps us to realize how important it is and really grabs our attention. When authors put these exclamation marks after words or sentences, they're kind of shouting in a way. Like, listen to me, I'm important. You know when you're reading a comic book and you see these guys after words like, bang, boom, pow, and wow. Because exclamation marks mean extreme happiness or enthusiasm. And I found one of these super cool symbols in my Bible. I found it in the story of Isaiah the prophet. A prophet is a man of God who can tell what's going to happen in the future. So Isaiah had a vision, what we might like to call a dream. He had a vision of God in all of his glory. It was the Lord sitting on his throne and winged creatures, like this beautiful one here, flying all around. And then Isaiah heard the Lord say, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? In other words, who will share God's message with the people? And then Isaiah said, jumping up and down, Here I am, Lord, send me. He didn't say it like Eeyore, you know, from Winnie the Pooh, all sad and glum. Here I am, Lord, send me. He said it like Tigger, jumping up and down with excitement, because Tigger lives his life like an exclamation mark. And Isaiah was super enthusiastic and super excited to share God's message with the people. It's almost like he was saying, pick me, pick me, I want to be the one. Here I am, Lord, send me. And that's kind of like what us middle and high school students did this summer on our mission trips. And today here in the sanctuary and next week in the garden, we're going to be hearing some of these stories. So let's keep our eyes, our ears, and our hearts open to hear what God is calling us to do. So when we hear our call, we can say with an exclamation mark, Here I am, Lord, send me. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, thank you so much for calling each one of us by our names. Help us to love and serve others in your name. We pray, amen.
You may be seated. The first scripture lesson is from the 15th chapter of John, verses 14 through 17. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. And then from Isaiah 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Avery Long, and I'm going to be a sophomore at Riverview High School this year. This past summer, I was blessed with the amazing opportunity to go to Atlanta, Georgia with our youth group. When I found out that our church would be attending this trip for the second time, I was beyond excited, especially when that trip would be accompanied by our new youth pastor, Jacob Orr. I'm not sure if Jacob and I shared the same enthusiasm, given that this would be his first day on the job, joined by 20-some sweaty teenagers on a cramped bus. But I assure you, we let him live. After hours of travel, we arrived to the student life camp and headed straight into our first night of worship. The very same night, already you could see the presence of God working in every individual in our group. We all took that presence with us the very next day to Redemption Church. The smiling faces of the boys and girls at that church were enough to melt anyone's heart. But when they ran up to us at full force and wrapped themselves around us, we knew we were in for one of the best weeks of our lives. Where is it? Throughout the day, I ran around with my camera, trying my best to capture every smile in the room. But you see, there are far too many smiles for me to get all of them on camera. As the week continued, our group continued to grow in God's love. Night by night, I watched each member of our group break down, me included and completely open up their hearts to not only each other, but to God. By the end of the second night, more than half of our group had decided to commit their lives to Christ. This was evident in the work that we all did at that church. Getting to know each individual child a part of redemption was an incredible experience, especially when that included helping some of them with their reading and multiplication skills. Hearing that room was filled with laughter from day to day, not only from the children, but from our group, was one of the most beautiful sounds of harmony. Even though many of these moments resonated with all of us, to me, the most touching moment on this trip was watching Justin, a member of Redemption Church, who had a lot of personal challenges, share his favorite song with our group and let us sing right alongside with him. His true joy in doing nothing but singing God's love to the world taught me something extremely important. We shouldn't let anything stop us from spreading God's grace. I decided to keep this in my heart wherever life took me this summer and beyond. I think it's safe to say every one of us learned the same lesson or one very similar to that in this week. By the end of the week, we'd all grown extremely close to one another, being that we accumulated all together an amount of tears to fill the Gulf of Mexico. But besides the tears, which were ones of happiness, of course, I wouldn't give up this week of my summer for anything in the world. Thank you for helping us through every step of the way on every journey we take through prayers, tithes, and kind words. Thank you. Good morning. I'm going to be talking, I'm Kevin Deems, by the way. I'm going to be talking about my amazing experience at the youth conference called Montreat. The camp lasts from Sunday night to Saturday morning, and it's right after Urban Serve, which I also went on. I've now been to Montreat four times, and I definitely feel like a pro. But parts of this year are particularly inspiring for me, because instead of it being a social experiment, only a social experiment for myself. It was a challenge from God. This year was the first year I spent a good amount of time talking to myself and thinking about what God really wanted me to do. Most people, if they give him the chance, are allowed to really feel the spirit inside of them. There's been no greater example of Christ in my life than what I felt on this trip. The challenge was for me to look outside of myself and at other people because oftentimes teens become wrapped up in themselves and 
and focus on only how the world should affect us. Instead, God drove me to think about what, how my words could help others and not how other people could help my journey. It started with a bus ride from Atlanta to Montreat in North Carolina. I'd never talked to Lauren Brown before in my life, and I just went up to her and asked what movie she was watching. We talked for a bit until I unfortunately felt she was ready to end the conversation. She was. <laughs> Over the week, though, our relationship grew. I hung out with her and Amy Dunn a little bit in the beginning of the trip, and we became very good friends after calling ourselves siblings to people we had just met and making them believe it. The reason I chose this for my speech is because of a mission we had to do for the week. This was to share and bond with a randomly chosen person in the group. This and also to develop a relationship so we could grow spiritually. We got no say in how or whom we could choose, so I knew this was God's work. I had Parker McHenry, and uh, I definitely prayed for him during the week, and we talked after the week. But this isn't what hit me, because Parker and I have been very good friends for a long time. What hit me was that God had given Lauren my name on a piece of paper. And she told me this at the end of the week when we all revealed our prayer partner, as they were called, and I immediately started crying. I had mostly made the first attempts to talk to her, so our friendship wasn't solely because she had to talk to me for the prayer partner. Um, when you build a bond like this with someone, it's more than a friendship because it, it gives me a goal as I strive to be as happy and joyous as someone like her. I never felt a greater sense of satisfaction knowing that without a doubt in my mind, God had been in Lauren that week and that night when she revealed I was her prayer partner. I pray that everyone gets a moment in their life that they know God is real no matter what trials and tribulations he throws at us. I also hope that you can turn to someone and say that you truly trust and can confide in them for anything like I can say for Lauren. What I learned from the week is that the Lord often commissions us in wonderful and mysterious ways. The mission is different for each one of us, and I know now all we have to do is listen. Thank you. Good morning. Um, my name is Ricky Streb, and I'm a junior at Pineview. This year, I had the pleasure of going to Urban Serve, Nicaragua, and Montreat. This was my second year traveling to Nicaragua with this group, and I could not have asked for a better way to end my summer. We spent the week building in addition to a house for a woman named Jeanette, and it was halfway through the trip that I realized that the trip wasn't about mission work. It was about building relationships with the people of Nicaragua. These people are the most selfless, kind, generous, and all-around amazing people you'll ever meet in your life. Um, they gave up their beds for us during the homestays, and they offered to wash our feet. These people, they put their whole lives on hold just to cradle our needs for a week. Um, while in Nicaragua, we got to grow close to these people by playing games, and we shared our testimonies, and being with them was truly contagious. Each of them had their own incredible story about how they were saved by God's love, and they all had this light shining in them for everyone to see. They had no shame in their faith whatsoever. They showed us not to base our lives off of temporary happiness. While in Nicaragua, I kept looking back on a verse, and it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. It says, no one can serve two monsters, for you cannot serve both God and money. I envy the Nicaraguans because they don't measure happiness in monetary values. They find true joy in their relationships with both one another and with God. We're so dependent on materials acquired by wealth that decide your spot on a social pyramid. I think, or I know, that we've all taken something for granted just this morning. The Nicaraguans are so grateful for the little amount of things that they have. And I am by no means saying that we should start taking ice cold showers and sharing one bed with the whole entire family. <laughs> However, I think that we need to recognize that we often forget the blessings in life, like a hot shower or the sunrises and the sunsets every night. Everything that we have, we have to thank God for. And I thank God for the Nicaraguans, and I want to pray for their families and their health and the financial stability of their country. And I thank him for this opportunity, mainly because people that I would never consider friends, I now consider family. Thanks, God, you never disappoint.
Hi, my name is Bobby Cook, and I'm here to talk to you about Stetson. And it was a middle school retreat that I went on as a youth leader. And it was such a great experience to see the kids grow closer to God and see as their curiosity grew and how they wanted to get to know the Lord more. And one of the places where you could see that was at worship when the kids just got up there and they would just sing and dance with such enthusiasm for the Lord. And it was so great to see these kids just have so much love for the Lord and not be afraid to show it because in like your everyday life, it's so easy to be scared to show that you have this love for God, but these kids just opened up and it was so great to see. And then we also had the opportunity to help out kids at the Boys and Girls Club. And these were underprivileged kids that don't always get the amount of love that every kid deserves to get. And so we went out there and we just dove into it and we got to know all these kids and they were such nice kids, such great kids. It was so great to meet them. And we would play games with them. We played Mancala, Connect Four, Crazy Uno, Just Dance, which was my personal favorite. And um, it was just so amazing to see the joy that we brought out in these kids' lives. And even though it was hard to say goodbye to these kids, it was great to know that we had, that we would have a lasting effect on these kids and that they wouldn't forget God's love as we were able to show it to them through uh, your support and prayers and us being able to go there and show them the love that God has for them. And then we were also able to get to know people from other churches because there was a lot of free time at Stetson. So we were able to create bonds with people, talk to them about their mission trip experience as everyone had a different mission trip experience. And we were able to meet kids from new churches, get to know them, play games with them. And it was just a lot of fun to get to meet new people and share our faith with them. And then we also, as a high schooler, you have to lead a lesson for the middle schoolers. And so it's like a great opportunity to show leadership for the church and you get to share your knowledge of the Bible with these kids and middle schoolers that go here. And it's just great because they have such a curiosity for God and they want to get to know him more. And it was just such a great opportunity to be able to tell these kids everything we knew and help them know what they need to do in their lives and help them decide what they're gonna do next and just answer their questions for them because it's great to be able to help people when they're struggling with their faith. And so it was a great experience and I thank all of you for giving me that opportunity to go as a leader and I thank you for giving the middle schoolers the opportunity to have the great time that they had. Thank you. Well, good morning. As you've heard, my name's Jacob. I am the new youth pastor here. Um, I've been here for about a month, but before I went on those trips, I was here for about four days. So to hit the ground running is an understatement. Um, but even when we're on, not in shape, uh, if you do God's work, he'll give you the strength. So amen to that. I know there's other people out there that feel the same. Um, but in all honesty, it only took me about 30 minutes to realize how special these kids were. Uh, literally 30 minutes into leaving the church, we got a blowout on the interstate, which in all honesty, I, internally I was panicking because I couldn't think of a worse way to start the job. Uh, but it turned into a two-hour joke more than of an emergency. Uh, they all kept lighthearted and positive attitudes, so it made my job really easy. Um, and after that moment, it was smooth sailing. Uh, we started at Urban Serve and then went to Montreat, and we did nothing but cultivate lasting memories and relationships. I really didn't give them a choice about that either. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. They were great, and they invited me in, and they opened me up, or they took me in with open arms, so it was amazing. But uh, from students giving their life to Christ to sharing one another's personal burdens, uh, they laid hands on one another when they needed prayer. Um, they stayed up to all hours of the night to help counsel one another with whatever they were struggling with. Uh, we laughed, we cried, we sang a lot, uh, we danced. Uh, we did a little bit of everything, but it was amazing. And we, of course, we had our bumps along the ways, but in each and every moment that we faced adversity, uh, we came together as a community of both friends and believers uh, and really lifted everybody, everyone up. And we proved that with Christ, anything is possible. 
And one of those special moments that I would like to touch on was during the tail end of Montreat. Um, it's a really big campus, but we had the opportunity of being in separate small groups uh, where you meet a lot of strangers. Some of the kids met some kids from the years prior. But I challenged them at the end. I was like, we came here originally, like some of them had said, it was a social thing that it, usually every year you just go around and mingle. But this year I challenged them to really reach out to someone and recognize who needed someone to talk to or who needed a breakthrough. And I told them that at the end of their last small group to invite people over to the house, because often we worshiped on the porch and stuff like that. So. I told them to bring them over and we'd have a time of fellowship, a time of games, we'd end with some prayer and some worship. And obviously I expected them to do that, but I didn't know what that would turn into. So I'm on my way back and I walk in the front door to a good 50 or 60 students uh, crammed into probably a room made for 40 people, but so it was pretty cool. And so we started off with games and then I led them in a lot of prayers and we closed in a long moment of worship uh, and so to close out the storytelling, we wanted to do that today, and that's going to be led by Jack Hosa, and he's going to be singing Good, Good Father. And so if you know it, feel free to join in. Uh, but I really love this moment because we had a good 20 or 30 kids, not even from our church in our house, uh, and a good handful of them made a decision for Christ uh, with our group in our house that day. And so it was pretty amazing. And so, yes, feel free to come forward, and they're going to perform for us. And if you want to join in, you know the song, by all means do so. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. 
It's who I am. It's who I am. Or a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Or a good, good father. It's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Um, I hope you did enjoy this. Uh, I know they did. They were very excited to do this. But as we leave here today, I want to challenge you with the same challenge that I give them all the time. Um, and that is to go be the hands and feet of Christ. But in doing that, age is irrelevant. Uh, all it takes is effort. And so as you go into your workplaces and even in your own homes, uh, definitely try to show the love of Christ with those around you. And so let us go in peace with one another to love and serve the Lord. Uh, and all God's people said... Amen. <laughs> and they are going to lead you and lean on me, which I think all of us know. Uh, so feel, please stand up and join in with them. Find a neighbor or a loved one, put your arm around them, and let's just worship together. Thank you. you can